We are right back at you on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Wherever you're watching and listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 p.m. We're glad you are aboard. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandale, Jen Rolnick for the next two hours. Toronto Maple Leafs may have fallen to the New York Islanders in overtime, but John Tavares stood tall last night, scoring his 1,000th point, only the 98th player in history to do it, against his former team to boot. Yeah, he did the thing. Didn't start off great for any one of them, including John Tavares, but man, did he kick it in in the back half of the game. Yeah, I was glad to see him. So back. nice that we didn't start it with Otani. I thought for sure. <laughs> I thought for sure we were talking about it upstairs, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do this today." No, I, don't want, and I thought for sure the first thing you'd be like, "How about that contract? No. He's making two bucks a year for a hundred million years. No, it's no. great." For what John Tavares went yes. through last night, yes, there's not a chance Thank I'm God. starting the show. Thank yeah. God with Otani Thank over God. the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs today. No, Thank it was you. great. Uh, first off, very good hockey game last night from an entertainment standpoint. I thought Islanders fast. Leafs looked pretty good. I enjoyed the game. Ever? No? Oh, gosh. I saw sloppy. Well, you know. Not a, sloppy, entertaining? Inter- yeah, entertainment okay. value. If I'm, I'm with you on aspect, that. Maybe not. I, I'm with you on that. There's action. There's turnovers. Yes. There's chances. There's, yeah, a little sloppy. But I thought a fun game to watch. A lot okay. of energy and pace. I'm with you on that. Um, Yeah, for Tavares, obviously, the talking point uh, from the night. Uh, you know, everyone kind of got what they wanted out of the night. Obviously, the Leafs wanted two points points but john hits his milestone on long island uh the leafs get a point out of a game where they're trailing by a couple goals islanders fans get to stomp out the flame uh in overtime after they cleared the benches nine seconds earlier uh highly entertaining night yeah i really enjoyed it um i thought the reception for Tavares. i thought all of that was awesome i just i respect a grudge i really do (laughs) and like, they did not waver. No, they stuck to their guns. They put up that, th- and hey, we mentioned it. We talked about it yesterday if they would do it or not. Yeah. And a huge kudos to the, the Islanders for the classy gesture. I mean, he did get, how many, he get 600 and something points with them. 69 on Long yeah. Island, yeah. Kudos to them for doing that. But, like, the boos were deafening when it was up there. And they did just blow a lead. With four seconds left in the game, so they're probably sour about that. So I, it was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Just to follow up uh, what you just said, Sammy, in about uh, half an hour, we're going to have uh, Arthur Staple, New York City uh, hockey columnist, covers the Rangers and the Isles yep. uh, for The Athletic. Who wrote an article called What Doesn't What Everyone Doesn't Get About Islanders Fans Booing yes. John Tavares. Yeah, and I, I'm going to go after him a little bit on Ooh. this one. Oh, boy. I, uh, oh, great. Yeah. Because prior to last night, I'm I'm with Sammy a little bit here. You pay your two hundred bucks, you can boo. That's fine, but I'm leaning towards watching last night. Going okay, enough. Already. I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked by that. Yeah, this is a zag. No, it's not a zag. Really, it's not a zag. It's 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 okay to boo. Mm-hmm. But then I'm watching kind of like the human aspect of it. I thought it was great television watching 
John's dad. Oh, okay. just like a stoic roofer. So, so having okay. a moment. I think uh, it, it got me. Yeah, it got me. Did it? It, it was a, hilarious. A dad and his yeah. son. Did you tear up. A uh, full circle moment. The guy spends nine unbelievable years there. He gets his first point as a New York Islander, and then he caps off one thousand. Um, yeah, there in that building, yeah. and I'm watching a dad in the stands with that emotion, that passion. You know what else I saw? Mm. I saw a dad wearing a jacket over his jersey because he was too scared to show that his jersey had 91 no. and Tavares on the back. No, no way. No, my no, no. no hold on, hold on. No, what no. He, there's that's not why. He's yeah, it cold. is why. You it think is so? Why. No, I know so. He doesn't want to hear it from people there that he's it's not, it's, it's not, it's beyond hearing. He's got to walk into a, a suite. He's got to go through. He's not, you think he's going to wear a Tavares leaf Jersey through the corridor to get up to the suite and not fear a little bit for his safety. So I don't think you're wrong. He's in the suite at that point, right? Do you, but you think that's why it's there? I mean, Come it's on. a good point. I, like, I, I wouldn't want to wear at least 91 through there. No I, way. Thank you. I thought he had his jacket on because he was going to rip out of there for a dart as soon as the game ended. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he, 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 it's okay to boo, but when you start feeling like you're nervous yeah. or you worry about your safety, that's where I draw the line. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if that's why he's got the jacket on, then I think that's a fair point. It is, it's interesting to hear you say that about, you know, are they ready, you know, like, is it... Is it gone on long enough? Six years. But Arthur's point in his article, which we're going to get to today, and we'll talk more about it, is that we don't get it here in Toronto. And he'll tell us why. We should get it. We love to boo people here. We live to boo people here. We booed Ryan O'Reilly the other night. <laughs> he was you here for a week. You can't even compare that or anything else to what John's gone through every year since he's returned there. It's not yeah, even close. I, it's not even close, Sammy. I guess I'm looking, you're looking at it from a player's perspective, and I'm looking at it from a fan's perspective. It's two completely different things. Like, I, like watching the game last night, I didn't love it that they were still booing him. Of course I don't love it, but I completely understand it, and I would be doing the same thing, so I can't sit here and lie. Like, it's just, I've made the point. They're booing him. They deserve to boo him. They can do whatever they want. But it's, they hate it, it, there, there's an intimidating factor that's gone beyond just the booing. Do you think it's a forever thing? Yes. Like you'd never... No. What he did was not that egregious. I mean, geez, Louise, he, you know, he went somewhere else as a free agent. I know. And that's my first thought. And then I read uh, 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 Arthur's article, and then he reminded people that John probably painted a picture of they wanted to trade him. I will, I will stay. Don't trade me. I'm going to stay. Yeah, and that's the source for spot. For sure, correct? it's the source spot. For sure, for sure. You know, and, and uh, like a very similar situation with Matt Sundin here, where they were wanting to trade him at the deadline. They were floating around the 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 the, the playoff line at the trade deadline. There was rumors that they were going to trade him. He said he just wasn't going to waive his no trade. He didn't want to go anywhere. He wanted to see it through. And then the next year, he didn't sign here and people felt badly about it and people love Matt's here now yeah Do you think but, and he's welcome back and he can walk to center ice yeah. and hold his head up high yep 
to this day, we still see Sundin jerseys in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Where is John Tavares 10 years from now? Do you envision him walking out at center ice I think and getting a, a warm, warm reception? Because after question. six years, I say no. I think something has to happen. I think like... What? He... No way. <laughs> That's a good drop. He might have to... There might have to have to be some sort of public reconciliation. Oh, my God. You know? That's just over the top right I know. now. It does seem over the it's top. It's just ridiculous. First that... off, great goal. His third goal in Long Island now, right? Through the, through the legs tip. Yeah, that was really nice. nice. Really nice. Play well. Really nice. And then, you so, know, cheeky. So stick around for whatever. Arthur Staples because we got some tough questions oh to God. ask him. Oh, I would... I'm regretting this every minute. <laughs> That's great. Good you, get today hey, off his article, Sammy. Hey, Arthur, you want to come on and tee up the Rangers game tonight? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Sharpening his knife. All right, let's jump right into our first Kippers Clipper of the night on John Tavares from Sheldon Keith. I don't think I could put it into words. I can't. You know, it's, it's hard to fathom even just having a son play in the NHL, let alone be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs and get a 1,000 points and still going to play in the league a long time. So it's pretty pretty special, pretty uh, pretty remarkable. And, you know, uh, like I said, it's, uh, I'm glad that we could, we could have this moment here with him. And, you know, it was good to see. Yeah, you know, he's got a lot of team, uh, former teammates on the other side. They got a chance to acknowledge him as well. I thought that was very respectful and well done of the Islanders organization. And, and uh, you know, yeah, it was good all the way around. And uh, like I said, we wish we could have had the second point there. We had our opportunity, and, and they had theirs. And that's the way it goes. But uh, it's another another good point for us. So, no, it worked. Uh, we've got a couple of those clips, yeah. uh, uh, so we're we're good there, Derek. Um, as as far as uh, doing the right thing, the Islanders acknowledged it, which was great. Yep, some guys banging on the boards from the Islanders bench. What it probably uh, felt like was the timing could have been better to let it breathe a little bit. It just seemed uh, incredibly uh, rushed. Going into three on three, yeah. That, well, it's like my exact thoughts. Yeah, like it's too just bad that it because it, it was the elation of tying the game, right? Where Riley's like, "Holy crap!" The puck landed on my stick in the perfect spot, and then the realization while he's coming around that he's like, "Oh my god, that bounced off John," mm-hmm. and then everybody kind of figuring out that that's what was happening. Then everybody coming off the, the bench. start to the celebration. It was like, oh, everyone comes off the bench. It was like, oh, my God, it's three on three overtime right now. And, oh, my God, two on one, bing, bar down. <laughs> yeah. It happens so fast. It's almost like when Tavares scored the overtime winner to win round one, and then round two was over. You know, it was that, like, you know, you didn't get time to appreciate the great thing that happened because so quickly you're on to the next thing, and then it got away from you. A little bit of a metaphor for yeah. great moments for so John. last week, I think you were the first one, Sammy, to mention that uh, if he doesn't get it... Uh, uh, Thursday or Saturday, it's setting up for yep, one thousand at the island. Yeah, Sammy mm-hmm. called it four games. And ago. yeah, I was I was sniffing around it. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Like, I, I think it was it could have been a better moment without all the booing. Mm-hmm. Would he have much preferred it to happen in Toronto where it could have been much? I don't think so. No, no. you think he's think you so. think John was okay think with it? it? Might be the if he had start- a choice. It might be the start of defrosting some of the tension with Long Island. We're going to have Arthur on today. We're going to talk about it. It's like 
Can we work through this breakup here? <laughs> You're like, such we're a gonna positive be the, guy. We're going to be the marital counselors and be like, let's just sit down and really think about how, how this is. We're going to work through it here together. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just, I think, you know, the situation and how it all played out and it happened fast, but, you know, John Tavares is legitimately the most professional human on earth. Yeah. Like there is not, he talks to media every day for five minutes for five years, and he's literally never said one thing wrong. I know. It's really amazing. Like, truly. Right. Well, all right. He said nothing. <laughs> yeah. For five years straight, five minutes every day talking to all these people and never said anything out of turn. It's amazing. It yeah. truly is. But there's no way the treatment there doesn't piss him off. Like, there's no way he's not talking to his dad after talking to his wife, talking to his friends, being like, you know, that... Enough it does, already. It does Enough. hurt. It Enough. does hurt. I w- yeah. And... and I, for him to have that moment there, he can rest his head on the pillow and I'd be like, oh, obviously that was a great honor to his wife and be very happy. I, I thought the first 25 minutes. Tremendous it, honor. It, Thank I, you. I thought for the first 20 minutes, it, it looked like it was affecting him. Like the guy steps on the he ice. He always does He's when not it's there. Even, he doesn't even have to have the puck. Mm-hmm. He just steps on the ice and it's just a rain of booze. Yeah. Like that must suck. Love those those people are committed, but you know the Islanders fans are not. He'd want no a joke. He's not a villain. That's the thing. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have the personality, boys, to be like I'm a villain. I'm going to go in there. He's not going to like shush the crowd. He's not thriving. He's not that kind of guy. Off of it, of course. No. So, but I think he'd be happy to get that moment there. And though he would do a huge thing on Thursday for him, at, like they'll like a thousand points. He'll oh, get right. a standing ovation. Like they'll do the whole thing when they get back here. Yes, but it's just not the same as getting it on the ice. I guess. So let's have a quick. Are we good on that? We're good. Well, on game... well, just one other thing. Yeah, yeah let's. One let's other have thing it. because let's you mentioned it. this in our uh, the one time that we did speak to each other before our <laughs> I show. That it was nice, uh, and it's been well noted in the internet about uh, Paul Marner's reaction. Yeah. And yes, a, a large topic okay. in group text it's a, today. It's a large topic. Yeah. I, I mean, I got texted a lot about Corey Perry. I, I got get, texted a lot about Paul Martin's pe- reaction. People care? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? Because they think he's not celebrating. Okay. He doesn't so care they're about gonna, the team's they're, they're fortune because Mitch didn't get the point or they get involved. They are reading into something that People. they're just guessing on. 100%. And I... I don't know what happened. I don't know what he's reacting to. I don't even know what he's... He might be paying attention to something he totally different. He might have dropped mustard different. on his shoe. Something. He could have been watching a, a fight in the... Uh, we yeah. don't know. Yet people want to link this to the fact that uh, uh, his son didn't play an integral part of the play. Therefore, Can't be I'm happy. not happy. It's it ridiculous. Is. It's I, I find it ridiculous. I mean, maybe he's just like... An older grumpy guy. Like I don't know. Like I don't, maybe there's no concept. Like he's just. A, I don't know. Like yeah. I know older guys that are just kind of grumpy sometimes. I'm like yeah. I talk to my dad enough. Like they can just be grumpy. You know? Yeah. Uh, like you can be once it's in a just while. Really. Well, like uh, it's just, there's uh, just anything that people need to grab. Yeah. I mean, I, I got you know messages and different chats and stuff, just being like, "What do you make of this?" And it's like okay. nothing. I make nothing out of it. I yeah. don't know. Well, that's I don't know. You know, but it is, I would say, depending on how people feel about Mitch, they will extrapolate that to make it about Mitch or Mitch's family or whatever. And there is a CBC thing on the internet of him when Mitch was a kid and there's all this preconceived notion, but you don't actually know. Unless you're friends with Mitch Marner, unless you're innocent, you don't actually know. So it's hard to speculate on this. So there's a preconceived notion out there about Paul Marner. We don't need to get into it. I'm just saying, like... 
that oh. paired with what people think about him seeing that video. I think you're making a very good point. There it is. Excellent point by you, Sammy. Just reiterate for anybody that uh, does social media, do not speculate. Uh, <laughs> What's left? Apparently, uh, <laughs> that can come back to bite people. No, no comment. You're shutting down the whole internet <gasps> if people get. Spe- they won't know what to do, no, Sammy, if they believe you, to don't speculate. <laughs> I would never speculate on anything, guys. That's not me. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, an overall view of the game outside of uh, John Tavares' uh, contribution last night mm-hmm. was that they continue to build off a of Saturday night or last night looked more like probably 70% of the games we've watched this year from them because mm. I lean towards the latter. I, you know, I thought Islanders had a lot of pace in the first period. I think high danger chances in the first period were something like 10-3 for the Islanders. So it was, uh, you know, they were on their heels and, and made some mistakes. But, like, you know, Marner had two sort of pseudo breakaways to start the game. You know, Islanders making some mistakes too. And then over the course of the game from then on, I thought the Leafs were pretty darn good. They, they took over, I thought, the last two periods. They controlled... The one thing, I guess, that I was really impressed at, which we haven't seen from them, they seem to have the puck in the offensive zone a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they had six and a half minutes of, like, actual ozone puck possession five-on-five time, for which me, is a lot for them. There was a lull for the Leafs is from maybe the 10-minute mark in the first period until the 10-minute mark of the second period, and they got the goal scored, scored on them in that part of the game. Mm-hmm. To me, that's they and, were good the rest of the time, but that was kind of a they, killer. When they get hemmed in their own zone, it's... It lasts a lot longer yeah. than what we've seen in the last few years. Yeah, they don't kill plays as well. Benoit, I think, does a good job at that. But sometimes, some guys just kind of chasing the puck. It's a very puck-focused team, I feel like. And, you know, offensive zone, they take a lot of chances with the puck, I feel like, trying to make plays into the middle. So That's yeah, a personnel thing. You think is. about who used to be in the bottom six. Yeah. Right? It was a lot more defensive-minded guys. Like guys. And you usually yeah. have Geo in. And, yeah, and, yeah. you know. Kerfoot and yeah, Backass and Reese and guys. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe on his overview of the game, clip two. Uh, you know, I thought we were at times really good, at times on our heels. You know, credit to the Islanders. I thought they played very well tonight. They made life really hard on us. It was a difficult task to get out of our end in that first period especially. Uh, breaking out was a real challenge for us against their four-check pressure. Um, I thought the second period, I thought we were fine. I thought through most of the third period we were good. It was just hard, it was hard to get things to the net. But our, our six on five was, was terrific. Um, you know, we probably should have scored far beyond or far earlier than we did. Um, you know, when you hang around like that in the game and then the six on five goes out and performs the way that it did, just like our power play, we only had one power play and it comes through for us. So it's, you know, the refs were letting lots go both ways here in the game. So you kind of waited for your chance in six on five, and the guys came through. And again, credit Tavares. How, did he win three draws in a row? Four? Yeah. Clutch faceoffs against wow. a good faceoff guy in Peugeot. Like, cleaned him out. Yeah. Like, snapshots back to the blue line. Our hockey puck. Yeah. The, that was pivotal for sure. And yeah, I just. It's funny, the, the power play thing. And we never really talk about refs on this show, which is one of my favorite things about all of us. We never really whine or talk never about refs. Never a ref show. I love the standard when it's like one penalty each. Yeah. Just let them, like, let, like unless it's like egregious, and I didn't feel like anything was egregious last night, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Just a, such a better flow to the game than when you're calling a million penalties, one team shorthanded. Like, thought it was a good standard last night. So Yeah, agreed. Uh, I thought at times part of the 
the issue is when the Leafs don't get out cleanly, it's the, the lack of depth on the blue line. Yeah. And I think it showed a little bit last night. I don't know how many minutes Connor Timmins played last night, but many. I think he scares a few people back there. I, I will say, here's so there's two parts to being like an offensive player when you're a defenseman. One is knowing where the most dangerous place to move the puck is for your team offensively. Like knowing where, having that offensive sense. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is the risk assessment yes. of what are the odds of me making that play. Timmins has a Eric Carlson-like ability to know where to get the puck to the most dangerous place. He knows where it is. Zero ability to assess said risk. He just takes the chance. So he turns pucks over, and he creates a lot for both teams. He was 18 minutes last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he moves it to great places, but he, he moves it there for the other team when there's people in the way. So it's just this huge, high event risk guy. And it's never going to be different than that. This is who he is. People are like, yeah, he's, you know, since his injury, he's, no, he's been this guy. And you talk about one of the favorite things with table players is like you give and take. It just feels like it's a lot more a take. Like, I know, what does he probably have? I think I saw somewhere that he has 17 points in his however many 30 something games he's played. Like, he does produce. Yeah. But he also produces. Like, what does he have points for the other team? Yeah. It just, the, the he really, there. that you, you uh, laid it out perfectly. Like, the risk assessment with him, it just, he's playing way too much. Yes, but that's they got no one. And you just notice him. He's always, like, you feel like he's coming back on the play so much. Like, you see the back of his jersey all the time. It's just he's not an aesthetically pleasing guy. No. I'm under the impression that Lilligren's day-to-day. And okay. I, there could be a chance he could play tonight. No. He's that close? I think he's close. Oh. I do. Yeah, he's been skating. I th- that would go a w- long way for them. Ooh. Wouldn't surprise me if they if he was pretty close. If we see seven D tonight, just to see if he can kind of feel. Now, if you got to ease it. his way in, yeah. If, if all of a sudden it's like I'm not ready, then you still get yeah. Six. If he's not ready, then you, you're still covered a little bit. And that Rangers would got anyone leave. that requires Reeves? Uh, no, Reeves to me would be a, a healthy scratch after last night. He's fine last night. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, yeah, showing. The, the puck didn't go in. He'd want, he had one slapper shot. That, <laughs> it would go a long way to get Lilligren back in the lineup. So One thing that uh, was different last night, um, and for a couple games in a row now here, well, a few, Matthews really coming on here. Like, I, he had 11 shot attempts, I think, yeah. last night. To, goal, it, two crossbars. Now, did you tell me that, uh, did Sheldon make a comment about him working harder? He we did. have a comment. Okay, Let's, I want to hear it. Yep. Clip six. Uh, I think Austin has changed the dynamic for Austin. I, I, I think he's, I think he's just playing with way more authority, shooting the puck with way more. Um, I think that's that's really it. I mean, you know, William, no matter where he plays, is going to do his thing. But uh, I really think Austin has just really um, decided that he's just going to be more assertive uh, in his play offensively, and, and I think that that's really what we've seen. Um, I thought they were, even even in the first period last night, I thought they were a real bright spot for us that kind of got us going. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just the way that Austin's on his toes more, he's attacking the net, he's shooting the puck, he's working to get it back. Uh, that's really where I think Austin comes to life. See, he could have saved us 30 seconds by just saying he's working harder. Yeah. He says Austin changed the dynamic for Austin, <laughs> and Austin decided. He said yes. the word decided, which yeah. is like 
it's in within his control. Without a doubt, a set, uh, a greater sense of urgency in his game. Yeah. I always maintain that he is his best when you see him trundling up through the neutral zone where he's flying, you know, using his speed, and it seems like he's skating again, which is he's going, going north hard. Yeah. Tough guy to control when he does. He's so good on, on the puck, on loose puck, such a strong stick. So then, um, yeah. so then where are we at on Marner? Because yeah, it feels I like it's going the opposite about way. That. So someone, I think it was Kevin Papetti, had like a tweet with Marner's last 10 games of expected goals, and he's been below 50% in nine of the 10, and the one he was like 50%. You know, it's not that he's had been some a couple of good games, right? He had a hat-trick game. Some good clear-cut chances. Yeah. After but, the two not, or after not, the but, two breakaways last but, night, I didn't. But not much in between, right? He's the guy that you on this show for years have been calling the engine. Yeah, and yeah. you know does not seem like and correctly so uh, for a lot of time. Yeah. Like when the, he's when he's on, he can really yeah. drive it for sure. But yeah, so right now he's Is there at less about a point per chemistry game. between ninety one and sixteen. Could be, but it was kind of the same when he was with 34 before. So at some point, you want to see him make people better if he's the engine. You know, you want to see him drive that play for them. And so to me, he's just been a guy that's been below the standard so far of what you would have for him. If he's a 85-point guy this year, you know, the Leafs aren't going to call that a successful season from him. Did you pick up anything off of uh, Keith talking about defensive pairs that might suggest that we're going to have a different look tonight? I did. Okay, let's go to clip five. The way the first period went, you know, we were having a real hard time getting the puck moving out of our zone. So just trying to mix things up a little bit there. Um, it'll, be, it'll be more of the same here tonight. We, you know, we're, we're still at this point unsure what our lineup will look like, quite honestly, both on forward and defense. We've got some guys a little banged up, some guys, uh, some new guys sick. So we've, we've got some things to manage here today that we'll, we'll sort through the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, the controlled exits for the Leafs in the first period. First period, they were at uh, 75%. So like a, a quarter of the time they tried to break the puck out, they couldn't get out of their own end. Um, just not smooth, not connected. So that and maybe some guys, did he give us the impression that guys are under the weather? Yeah. And the David Alter reported that today too, that there's guys sick up front and on D. Mm. And that's a lot. Plus Martin Jones in that. Is this a setup for... A, a tough night uh, feels as much of a scheduled L as they've had back all to season. back sick players Martin Jones going against the Rangers Christmas yeah, yeah oh you got all these Christmas shopping I mean, Nimo bars did they have a big dinner last night is that why they're all feeling under the weather they uh, a little celebration the old Labatt blue floofs sweeping <laughs> through the room what's going on Johnny's back home um not really home. No, definitely uh, not home. Do we, we want to go to Sheldon on Martin Jones? Yeah, let's let's hear it. I'm sure he's excited for it. Uh, you know, I, but I just think he's a veteran goalie that you know isn't isn't going to get too phased or too excited or anything like that. He's just going to be ready to go out and play and take advantage of his opportunity. I'm sure there is a little bit of comfort there for Sheldon. This guy, I think he's a. Get what number he is for starts, but he's like really high in all time starts. Like he's a top one hundred guy in starts. Once oh a, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Once upon a time, this guy was a five and a half million dollar goalie. Yeah, and not that long ago. Not that long ago. And you know, so yeah, you definitely would have some comfort. It was nice. He came in the other night uh, and made nine to ten saves to get his win. So yeah, it's not yeah. like they're starting Shalgren 
It's his 431st career start tonight for Martin Jones. That is 95 all time for starts. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So it's like, yeah, you're, I mean, he's maybe not the best guy, but you know you're not going to have a nervous guy going into Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Uh, 18 save shutout for Samsonov. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his follow-up game last night? Uh, still the road to recovery in terms of uh, getting his play back to where it was a year ago? Yeah. Uh, you just answered the question. Right. I, you know, <laughs> there's no goal where I'm like, he has to have that. But it's like, there's a few where you could probably, you know, a really good goalie probably makes the save. I think he made, in the 18 saver on Saturday, yeah. I think he made two or three more impressive saves in that game than he did last night. Yeah. Like, you know, the, I'm trying to think of the goals. The, the one, third the, one from Paul Mary. Is- yeah. The the first one goes like seems to go through his glove. The second one that's like a backhander the, on the The first one was uh Nelson's. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. he's falling backwards. Like it's probably like a thirty or forty foot shot that seldom gets uncontested. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Usually there's like four or five legs that that thing's gonna bounce off before it gets mm-hmm. to, to Samson off. Like he thought it was gonna be tipped, but it wasn't. And it was just such a clean Shot. I didn't like that one at all. No, it, there's. I think it was Engvall in front, who he does, doesn't know that he doesn't need to be worried about Engvall going in front of him. But you're you're hilarious. Yesterday, saying about how oh this team could use Engvall. <laughs> one minute of seeing him out there, I'm like haven't missed him for a <laughs> second. Like stay on Long Island, baby, for a long time on yeah. Long Island. Like oh, and then for the second and the third game, he disappeared. <laughs> I wonder if Butch, you know, as he's a draw for this show, yeah, probably not. Good chance, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so not uh, not his finest performance. So they they get the Rangers. Rangers, a kind of curious schedule for them of late. Um, where did I see? So they beat they beat the Kings the other night four to one in a really yeah. You know, but that's prior a really to good that team. they had some bad losses to Washington. Yeah, lost four nothing to Washington, yes. lost to Ottawa maybe, a 6-2 or something. 5-1, yeah, they 6-2. lost like four either way. Um and then they snuck by San Jose before that. Like they hadn't been clicking at their best, but obviously a good showing last time out. So let's listen to Sheldon Keefe tell us about his thoughts on the Rangers. They got things going really well uh here this season and okay. lots lots to be aware of uh their five on five game but really even their just their special teams uh special teams and goaltending clearly have been uh real difference makers for them so that's an area we've got to be uh, conscious of but uh you know again we'll just focus on our group but certainly there's things to be aware of on the other side it's a scary power play yeah rangers uh, power play is clicking at 30 percent second best in the nhl and their penalty kill is uh, also in the top 10 um, so they're decent there too. Just think of that personnel there, though. Fox on the power play, Kreider in front of the net, um, Panarin firing passes around, Sabinajad one timer. Like they're just a they're a lot to deal with. Yeah, I, I am concerned for the Leafs tonight. Yeah, this feels like uh, one. No one's picking the Leafs in here tonight, are they, Kipper? I, I, I yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> and I, we gotta we gotta hit the break before we get to uh, Arthur. Yes, but I just want to make sure I get this in here. Uh, it's Borny's birthday today. Oh, and he was gonna try and he was gonna try to sneak it by everybody. His wife DM'd me last night on Instagram and said, oh, "It said make sure he doesn't go the whole day without sneaking it around." So and look at. 
Thanks, guys. So happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> happy 50th to you. Uh, congratulations. Brain happy birthday. No, nothing. No, yeah, we got no. it. By the way, oh, yeah, and on that note, yeah. a thank you to Marianne for the Christmas baking for Kip oh, and I. Yeah. That's right. Mama McKee. Yeah. That's a mean and Mama McKee. Yeah. Mama great... Alton. Say Mama Alton. Mama Alton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, say right. you too, Kipper. Wonderful. <laughs> Mama Alton. 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 There you go. All Mama right, Alton. There you go. All right. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Alton. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, Arthur Staple, uh, New York columnist covering the Rangers and the Isles for the Athletic. We're going to ask him... If he envisions any day between now and the end of time that John Tavares will be welcome back to the let island. Let it go, let <laughs> it go. That more when we return to Real Kipper and Born. Teeing up the biggest games of the night, it's the fan pregame with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Weekdays at 6 p.m. on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back to the Real Kipper and Born Show. As promised, Arthur Staples. Arthur Staple from The Athletic, covering the Rangers and the Islands. And, of course, John Tavares' 1,000th point. Our John Tavares correspondent, live <laughs> Arthur, on the scene. Uh, uh, were you, you were booing too, weren't you, Arthur? <laughs> Be honest. No, I, I covered John for a long time. Uh, so, no, I was, I was not booing. I, I was just observing. And there were plenty of blue and white uh, jerseys in the stands. To, there was some applause. And UBS Arena, and you, you know, Lou Lamarillo is a classy guy, putting up the congratulations at the end of regulation, there were a few sticks clapped on the boards on the Islanders bench. Some of his friends still there. But, uh, but yeah, the fans, you know, they feel the way they feel. It's a passionate bunch. Justin knows. You know, Kipper. It's always been that way, and it will always be that way, especially when it comes to 91. All right. Well, it's great to hear your voice. It's been a while. I'm, I, I want to get into your piece because we talked about it uh, earlier in the show. You know, can I just read it? Please do. It's in the Athletic today. It's on John Tavares. What everyone doesn't get about Islanders fans booing John Tavares. Yeah, and so we what, what don't people get about here? Because here in Toronto, Kip even said he thinks the booing has gotten excessive. So, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's once a year, really. So I don't know if you can call it <laughs> for six straight years, <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I, you know, I think, and Kipper, you can relate. I think this is their pot band sucks. I think the have kind of found their thing that has lost a lot of meaning over the years, the way that the chant about, you know, about Dennis Potvin at the Garden did. You know, there were lots of fans who would, who would whistle along and say that and have no idea what the origin of it was. I don't think we're that far out from the Tavares uh, free agency decision, so I think plenty of fans still know and still feel a little sore about the way it went down. But I think in general... It's just something that, they, you know, it gets the fans' blood going. you got to have a little hate in your heart if you're a crazy fan of any team. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's just an energy in this building uh, at UBS. It was an energy at the Coliseum first. It's an energy there. Uh, it's kind of a – it's almost like a throwback to when maybe one of the last times that the Islanders felt that disrespect they used to feel for a long, long time um, – that the you know they were through bad ownership and, and poor decisions and con men owning the team all the ridiculousness of 
of three decades. And that was kind of the last draw of, of John having nine great years here and helping bring the team out of the dark ages and then ultimately deciding to go to Toronto, the center of the hockey universe as far as kind of the punditry and all the media goes. And everyone really wanted to say the Islanders, like, he belongs in Toronto. You've got to just suck it up and take it. I don't think that's the way you, 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 you want to be as a fan. You have to have some passion. And I think even with some of the success they've had since he's been gone, it's just something that they do to get themselves going when he's in the building. And I'm sure he doesn't love it. And I'm sure lots of other people don't love it, but that probably makes him keep, keep on doing it. So you can't tell a New Yorker what to do. That's for sure. <laughs> We're talking to Arthur Staple covering the New York Rangers and the Island Islanders for the athletic. I just want to go back to your reference of, of the pot van sucks chant. And you know, the, my first thought, Arthur, when I hear you say that is, well, Potvin never played for the New York Rangers. This is a situation where Islander fans had watched Tavares. With, uh, you know, he bled for the team. He, the sweat, the tears for nine seasons. This is like eating one of your own here. How come? How come Islander fans are so easy to forget about those nine years? You know, I think it's just kind of the way that last season went down where, you know, ownership was relatively new. Scott Malkin, John Ledecky, they went all out to try to keep Tavares. They kept Garth Snow as GM for a season maybe longer than they would have. They hired Doug Waite, who was really close to John after he kind of took over the year before and almost led them to a playoff spot after they'd been in last place. They did a lot to try to appease him, not that John asked for any of it, and uh, not that he wanted that kind of spotlight, but, you know, and John said all along, my focus is here throughout the year. Uh, I think some fans feel like he could have just kind of, you know, blown the whistle on it and said, we're not going to make the playoffs. I'm having second thoughts. You guys can do whatever you need to do at the trade deadline. And uh, that's not on him either. That's on ownership. And that's, you know, they, they instructed Garth Snow not to trade him. They didn't want to try to damage that relationship going into the summer. And he agonized over that decision, and I think maybe he felt the difficulty of the decision might have made it more of an understanding situation for Islander fans. But, I, you know, when you make those free agency decisions, especially if you've been with a team for a long time, somebody wins and somebody loses, and the losers aren't going to feel so good about it. So, you know, I think maybe that's the part that's, that took him a little by surprise, and the fact that it's, you know, the vitriol from 2019, I guess, you know, the plastic snakes and the booing pretty much from start to finish that game, which was a big Islanders win in that season that they, that they were good without him for the first time. Um, you know, I think that that exercised some demons, but, but I think it's, you know, I, I, I do kind of wonder if John would just come out and say, Hey, you know, I love it. I love their passion. I love being here for almost 10 years and they're free to do what they want. If that would just kind of take the air out of the situation. But uh, I, I don't know if that's kind of his style or how he feels about it or, if it's too far gone now, but, uh, but I have to figure at some point it's going to end whether he ends up, you know, going someplace else to finish his career besides Toronto, or if they just run out of gas at some point. But, uh, but for now there's seemingly no stopping it six years later, which is pretty amazing. I think it all also comes back to the debate of like, a lot of people are sure. Do you think he knew he was leaving or not? That's at the core of it. Like, if I say to people, like, you know, he genuinely had a tough decision to make and didn't know what he was going to do, and then he made a choice, and people say he knew. And so it's a lot of people kind of guessing what he knew when about where he wanted to be. Um, you know, 
Kip and I have had that debate off the air too. So I don't think anyone can really answer that question. I do want to ask, you mentioned yeah. uh, Lou Lamorello had him put the... Uh, can I ask one more on John? Please, please uh, do. Do you want to... <laughs> no, 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 if you want to, no. One no. more on John because I threw this out there uh, earlier to JB and we didn't really get into it. But like, do you see... Do you see a future long after this? Listen, I'm a member of uh, three alumni, you know, uh, Rangers, Washington, and Toronto. I love going to each city. I, people are amazing. Is there, is there going to be one day when John Tavares can come back in the Islander, Islanders, drop a puck at center ice, watch his number get raised to the banner, and everything's just going to be fine? Is that, is that in the future? I sure hope so. I, I, and I would imagine that, that Scott Malkin, even whether Lou is still here or not, Scott Malkin will make that happen. I think the Islanders, one of the things that they've done exceptionally well under this ownership is welcome back anybody who played even one game for this organization. So you have to know there's going to be an olive branch extended. I would hope it would be soon after he decides to retire. I hope it would be received. And I think the outpouring of emotion then will be – just my guess from knowing Islander fans like I do, it'll be so much the other way. I think the dam will burst then. It's it's not going to happen now, and especially, you know, while these two, two teams that have had a long, long, long Stanley Cup drought uh, and still kind of battling it out to see if they can have a decent playoff run and win some playoff rounds, as the Islanders did a couple of years ago. But uh, But, yeah, I have to think that once it's over with and everybody, you know, I think anybody who knows John knows that, uh, he was very sincere when he said his focus that last season uh, with year 17, 18, his, his focus was only on playing for the Islanders and he saved the decisions for the summer and it was extremely difficult to leave. Um, so I think all those good feelings come back at some point and uh, I think it'll be a really good moment for, for him to, you know, to realize that the fans, the vast majority of them do still love him and for the fans to, to recall the good stuff and how, when he got here, how moribund this franchise was and you know how it was at the end when he scored the, the OT winner to beat the Panthers, get their first playoff series win in 23 years and really do it almost single-handedly. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that day's coming. I hope it's coming, and uh, we'll see when it happens. Yeah, if we searched every article you wrote for the last decade and tried to find Tavares complaining about playing in Nassau Coliseum and, you know, in Brooklyn and everywhere else, I don't think we'd find too much. So he, I think he was a pretty good soldier there. Um, is yeah. Lou Lamorello just going to like live forever and be there forever and be the guy? Is, is, does he have like a wizard spell? What, what is his status? Is there any way he's ever not the GM of the Islanders? You know, I mean, he looks great. He's 30 years <laughs> older than me. And I, I, I would love to look that good when I'm, when I'm his age. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I have to think, and we'll never really know, right? You know, you find out, everybody finds out at the same time what's going on with, with Lou, especially with him personally in terms of running this franchise. Um, you know, if there's a scenario where he steps back from the GM job and hands it over to his son, who's an assistant GM, and he has a, the president title, and certainly that would still mean to me that he'd be heavily involved in decision-making and, and rule-making and all those other things, Um I could envision that, you know, I, I think, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, that the, that Scott Malkin, who's the principal owner, you know, um, he's been owner, he's been the owner now for eight years, um, but they don't really have a ton of league experience. They don't, you know, they brought Lou in to replace Garth Snow, a very small front office uh, that they had under Charles Wong's ownership. And they brought Lou in and Lou has his, you know, it's his front office. So I'm, 
be curious to see if, if things don't go well for this season and they decide ownership decides they want to make a full change, how that process would go because you get rid of Lou and you really got to start from scratch. So it's, it would be a big undertaking. Um, I think this season will be pretty determinative uh, if they can continue to succeed despite blowing leads. And, you know, they seem like they have a pretty good team. If they can make the playoffs and make a little bit of a run, maybe Lou gets to decide how he goes out. And if things start to fall apart and they blow too many leads, maybe the ownership decides uh, how it's going to play out. Are there one quick one uh, regarding the New York Rangers? Uh, do the Leafs see the one that uh, beat L.A. 4-1 or what we saw against Ottawa and uh, also the loss to Washington? Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Rangers can afford to play that way against the Leafs. If you start getting into a track meet against the Senators team, which is obviously young and fast and doesn't love to play a lot of defense, and you know, you're going to get victimized, and, and this Leafs team is probably even better than that offensively. And they're certainly not that good defensively. So I think the Rangers have to stay disciplined, and, and I think uh, they could have a lot of success against Toronto. I was watching them last night for – kind of the bulk of that game against the Islanders where they were really hemmed in and the Islanders are not, uh, you know, an exceptional forward-checking team. The Rangers have really been kind of, you know, buying into what Peter Laviolette's been selling these first 26 games where they have had some structure that even through some pretty critical injuries, Adam Fox was out for a month. They still have no Filipino. They still have no Capo Caco. It's not a particularly young group of forwards, but, uh, but when they play with structure and they've got, kind of the line that's been driving the offense all year in, in Panera and, and Trocek and Lafreniere, uh, when that line gets going, it, it can be very dangerous. So, you know, I think first, you know, 10, 15 minutes, we'll see what kind of game it is. And the Rangers have been able to adapt to a lot of different ways games have gone and won a lot of different ways. And I think they want to keep it to a pretty low event game like they had with L.A. And if they can do that in Toronto, doesn't seem to have a lot of patience uh, so far this year, especially without the puck. So, uh, we'll see which game the Rangers want to play if they want to if they want the track meet. I don't know if it's going to go so well for them. Arthur, great stuff, man. Really appreciate your time. And by chance, if you're chasing a subway or something's going on, uh, an A for effort for coming on our show today, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Anytime. Okay. Thanks, Arthur. Arthur Stable, the athletic. I, Do you bother to ask them at can, any point? Um, where are you when we talk to you? <laughs> I, I, the demo, it was, demolition it was, derby it was, okay? It wasn't bad. I'm not, I'm not no, sure if he was actually at the subway no, or not. I mean, I had a bunch of different ideas. Like, at first, I thought he was like in an arcade. <laughs> and then I was like, is he at, at the Pen- rink? Right? I was like, is he at Penn Station? And then I'm like, well, yeah, he's going to cover Leafs Rangers tonight. Yes. You know, you want to get a guy on that's covering the game. You might not actually get him to sit down at his desk at his computer. Like, it's, you know. You're not getting 15. I'm not complaining. Yeah, you are. You I'm not are. Complaining. I just, we've been doing this together a long time now, Kepper. Yes. I know there's nothing that drives you more insane than a bad phone. They like, and it's, the Zoom has really improved it this year. So there's mm-hmm. been less drops and there's been less things. But Sammy, at the top of your power list of things that piss you off, bad phone, very high. There, there are times when we've talked to people where two cans and a string <laughs> I know. tied together would yeah. have been better reception than what say, you've given us hey let's take a moment to jinx the hell out of this i don't think we've had a dropped call this season we were no. having three three was it three a show was the record was no. three of them all uh yeah it's three funny for one interview sammy was our sheldon keith too many men on the ice leader <laughs> last kevin, year in kevin, dropped calls. Uh, kevin kurz last year yeah who actually covers the islanders as well yes 
he had three in yeah. one interview. That was the, the hat trick of drop and calls. And he, Kipper, just look up at me, and I'm like, oh, jeez. Like you dropped them personally? Like oh. you were holding the call in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, Staples a good guy, and he was on the go. But, that was good. Yeah. It was good. good. Did you buy into his, when John retires, everything will be okay? Do you yeah. really believe that? Because I think that, it's uh, the, the, Listen, I spent three years in New York, man. They got some long memories. They pot yeah. band sucks for 40 years. They need something else. Okay. They need some other person they, to they, hate. They, they, they need they, a thing. They, they pass that stuff on. <laughs> generational. Generational. <laughs> What'd you inherit? 30 pot grand and a hatred for the league. Is generational. Yeah. He's not welcome in that building. And people don't even know, to his point, they don't even know what they're, why they're saying they no that idea. anymore. Actually, no in idea. reading the article, it was, I was refreshed. It was on like a bad hit that broke one of the Rangers' ankles. 40 years ago, and they're still doing it. So, yeah, it just, it's, it's a tough community to move on. Don't think it's ever going to happen, boys. Yeah. You know, just go go to Long Island, John. Get a deli sandwich. That got nice cold he, cuts. Move on. Know, Don't worry know, about he's, it. He's, he's got uh, the 991 retirement jersey thing in You, you mentioned that. Ah, what do you think? Nine years and left the way no he did. Cup. No cup. No one, cup. One playoff round. I'm asking. They won four Stanleys so. in a row. Like they're high. They got standards. Let me just say, yeah, the, my, the bar's my, high. My dad's number is not in the rafters there. Yes, I thought it was. No, no. Thomas so he Hickey won yesterday. Four cups. Was... He led them in scoring the year they won a cup over the Oilers in the playoffs. You know, like he Horvat wears his number. Yeah, Hickey wore it. Yeah, yeah. Your point. Trevor Gillies wore it. Yeah. You know, so to put ninety one up there, I, I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. I might, I might have a hard time with that. No, I'll be okay. honest. Yeah. All right. I think that's completely okay, fair. That's fair. Yeah. How many points did he have as an Islander? Probably 700. Tavares? Tavares, Tavares sorry. was uh, yeah. 669. Yeah, my dad was like 580 or 590 or something. Different roles. I, I understand. They're very different players. He was a number one overall pick and all that. But it. He also, correct me if I'm wrong, but the organization was in, they were in tough. They stunk. He played with no when, when he played. Yeah. I, he Tavares was drafted. a great Islander. It's just a big Okay, to we are told we are out of time, but that doesn't mean we're not back for another hour on the national edition of Real Kipper and Bourne. Our thanks to Arthur Staple uh, for dropping by, Leafs and the Rangers tonight. Stick around. After the break, we're back. Real Kipper and Bourne.